Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> this is IAQ Radio. Indoor air quality radio. The voice of the indoor air quality industry. With your host. Radio Joe Hughes and the Z-Man, Cliff Zlotnick. And now, Radio Joe Hughes. All right. Good day and welcome to IAQ Radio. It's episode number 500. Over 10 plus years and 500 episodes of IAQ Radio. This week, we're going to turn the tables. We've got uh, four great industry, uh, noted industry people from uh, all around. We've got uh, John Donnie, Pete Consigli. We've got John uh, Lapoter, and uh, who's my fourth? We've got the Z-Man, and well, Bob Krell, too, from Healthy Indoors Magazine. So they're going to turn the tables on us this week and uh, ask us some questions. Before we do that, though, we want to thank our marquee sponsors. IAQ Radio marquee sponsors are John Don Products, where restoration and abatement contractors shop. Visit them at johndon.com. That's J-O-N-D-O-N.com. Healthy Indoor Magazine, a free online digital magazine for industry professionals and consumers. Subscriptions are available at healthyindoors.com. Particles Plus, engineers and manufacturers feature rich particle counters, air quality monitoring, instrumentation, and vacuum pump technology. ParticlesPlus.com. Count on us. And now you can win a cool prize. It's time for the IAQ Radio Trivia Question. Be the first to correctly answer. Simply email your answer to czlotnick at cs.com. Or if listening live, just text your answer from your computer. And now, here's the Z-Man with this week's IAQ Radio Trivia Question. Hello, everyone. I'm sorry to report there was no correct answer to last week's trivia question, which was to name Stephen Hawking as the cosmologist and physicist who coincidentally was born on January 8th, 1942, the same day 300 years later that astronomer, mathematician, philosopher, and physicist Galileo Galilei died. The IQ radio question for today Friday, April 6, 2018, has been sponsored by Ideas, the solution chemistry company, creating unique solutions to odor removal, surface cleaning, and decontamination problems. Today's trivia question is, what is the prime factorization of the number 500? Back to you, Joe. Thanks, Cliff. Hey, I want to go back to the sponsor uh audio or video that you have here, John. I want to, I want to do a special shout out to John Don. Uh, John Don products where restoration and abatement contractor shop has been a, a steady long time uh, sponsor, platinum sponsor. We're going to move that up to platinum now because they've been so good to us over the years, Cliff. And I just thought I wanted a, a, a little extra shout out to John Don here on our 500th show. They've been Absolutely. great. Of course, our other sponsors, uh, we'll talk more about them. And one other thing I want to mention with respect to sponsors, we've got a new one this week, and uh, we'll play their information at halftime. But the RIA, the Restoration Industry Association, has joined us as 
another industry sponsor along with the Indoor Air Quality Association. And of course, we want to thank all of our sponsors, including Particles Plus, Healthy Indoors Magazine, Gray Wolf Sensing Solutions. Without them, we couldn't do the show. So uh, what I'd like to do at this point is turn things over to the guys. We're going to kind of turn the tables a little bit. I want to start with John Downey. And uh, John, before you ask a question, though, I want, want you to tell people about your new position, because I think that's a, a big industry, um, you know, big news for the industry. In case people hadn't seen the news announcement that went out not long ago, please tell people what you'll be doing now. Well, first, Joe, congratulations, and Cliff, congratulations. 500 episodes. Wow. What uh, says more than anything is how old you guys are, but... <laughs> um, and thank you for giving me a chance to talk about my new position. I am was recently hired as the executive director of the Cleaning Industry Research Institute, or CIRI as it's known. And in that position, CIRI is a basic, essentially it's a science organization whose focus in the past has been almost exclusively on research. It's done research, especially in the commercial cleaning industry, the janitorial side. Um, but in bringing me on board, uh, there is a, a desire to increase our uh, communications. We're going to publish a peer-reviewed journal, uh, and we're also going to, in other ways, really ramp up the communications aspect of what Siri does, has done, does, and will do in the future. So they felt that I was a, a good selection for that, and I'm really excited about it. We're uh, updating the bylaws and the vision and um, the mission statement, and in the next, really in the next few weeks, we're going to be coming out with uh, a lot more information about the activities that Siri's going to be doing uh, starting really in the first quarter or early second quarter of this year. Well, that's good news, John. I mean – you know, we've always been big into research to practice, and uh, I'm looking forward to working with you more with Siri on uh, on that topic because I think Siri's got some good old research too that's been done over the years that I think a lot of people may not be aware of. So, um, you know, exactly. we've got yeah, get more into that. All right, so number five hundred here, Cliff. Uh, you know, it's been amazing, John. Our uh, our current. I want to mention, uh, John, you got to have faith at the controls here. Uh, he's our current engineer, and he's done a, he's made my life so much easier. Um, and he did this really neat word art. What do you call this, John? Word, word cloud from all the different titles from IAQ radio shows over the years. And um, it's been very interesting. It kind of, you know, you can see what our focus has been. We've got a lot of IAQ, IAQAs on there, presidents, MDs. We had CIHs. And, um, you know, one of the guys I want to mention, too, is Dietrich, Dr. Dietrich Wow, who was our, our technical director for many years. He's since retired and uh, still hanging in there, Dieter. And we've got a clip about him, you know, a clip from him a little bit later in the show. But I wanted to point that out. And then, uh, Cliff, I don't know if you want to go down the line of the old uh, technical directors over the years, or if you want to save that for later. No, I'm just trying to, I have to remember them all. <laughs> one. Yeah, son. absolutely. Zach, uh, my son was the first one. Uh, then I think we had, I think it was the wingman after that, Chris Boisel. That was, well. environ, was environmental and Koalecki after yep. that. Uh, uh, 
we had Roxy V, Val, Val Bender. Right. right. Uh, so we've had we've gone down a list of uh, technical of uh, engineers over the years, and uh, the you know we're finally to the point now where we've got both audio and video. Hey, John, let me let me start with you, John Downey. You you put together some questions. Throw throw one at us. All right. I think I'm not going to start with the first one because that's probably what you were perfect, prepared for me to start with, but rather the second one. And that is, uh, and you can answer collectively or, or separately. Uh, I'm curious about information that you learned on the show and it could be on a get on a one show or perhaps over the course of a few shows uh, that caused a kind of a fundamental paradigm shift in your thinking about indoor air quality, cleaning, restoration, remediation. Cliff, why don't we let you start on that? Okay, uh, thanks, uh, John. <laughs> okay, um, I, I think that, you know, for me, there, there are two. Uh, the first one that's uh, a little bit smaller was we had a guest by the name of Andy Streifel, and Andy is an expert on uh, what's going on from a microbial contamination uh, point of view in hospitals. And in Pittsburgh, uh, you know, where Joe and I live, we had some issues with a uh, major hospital here, and they lost an, a number of patients from uh, fungal infections. And um, the, the discussion with Andy really dealt with pressurization. And it turned out that this particular hospital was negatively pressurizing these uh, these containment rooms for patients, and they were you know drawing in a bunch of contaminants, and uh, you know people got sick and and people died. So really, the importance of pressurization, positive pressurization in, in hospital rooms, you know, to me, really can be a life and death uh, situation. The second and Really, the, the bigger one for me is uh, Sloan Foundation research on the microbiome. And I think in the cleaning and restoration world, uh, you know, for a long period of time, uh, we, you know, have been trying to kill everything and, uh, you know, sterilize these types of environments. And I think uh, one of the things that uh, Sloan uh, foundation research you know has pointed out is that you know every 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 room every person actually has your own living uh, microbiome and that uh, you're never going to be able to to kill everything or sterilize everything you know we have to live with it and that many of these actually the the vast majority of the microorganisms are are beneficial you know we need them uh, to live so I think to me uh, that kind of changed my thinking in terms of, uh, you know, microbiome. Great. That was, that was great. Thank you. Thanks. You know, Cliff, you, you bring up two really good points. Uh, I, I thought you were going to say something different with Andy Streifel, but I'll, I'll mention that. And, that, and it's not just Andy. It's, it's you and, and many of our restoration guests over the years. Um, and then and meeting with you and Pete, um, Consigli up in Chicago when we did the show with uh, John Don Founders. Um, and then at that point, you guys were doing a course on, uh, I guess it was a certified restore prep course. Correct. Right. And um, the focus on contents in the restoration industry is something I don't think those of us from the indoor air quality world 
really had, had focused as much on as you guys do. I think the, the contents is, is something that really has opened my eyes. And then Andy also mentioned during his show the, the issue with respect to laundering of um, sheets and, you know, uh, bed coverings and so on and so forth, how they are oftentimes the source of some of these uh, infections, whether it be fungal or bacterial infections in hospitals. So I, I thought that was uh, very interesting, and it's kind of changed my feelings on and the way I look at some of the projects I do, and, and we focus more on contents now as maybe um, a source of issues for people. The other thing I, I think you hit really good is the, the microbiome thing. That, that just opened a lot of eyes um, when we had people like Jeff Siegel and uh, – guy from uh, Jordan Petcha from up at Hill. And um, by the way, we'll be doing a show June 22nd uh, because Sloan has since shift, shifted focus and they're now looking at the chemistry of the indoor environment. And we'll be doing a show with Rich Corsi and his group down at the University of Texas in Austin when they kick off the new chemistry of the indoor environment uh, research projects that they're doing and they're sponsoring. Uh, I guess the other main thing that really has kind of opened my eyes over the years is how the medical community has been so, they've just been so open and uh, so willing to work with us. We've had just tremendous people like John Willette, uh, who I consider one of the pioneers, and hopefully we can get to a, a little clip we have with John Willette on, um, actually, he was talking about endotoxin and uh, some of the issues with respect to bacteria that his patients had had gone through and then uh, Jim Sublet and uh, we've had uh, Dr. Uh, Richie Shoemaker on the show quite a few times and how these folks have been so uh, gracious with their time and I guess what's interesting is you know we go all the way back to Harriet Burge on like the third show I think we ever did and we were talking about the you know the show before that Nick Money was on a PhD out of um, Ohio I can't remember which school he was talking about the fragments from mold and fungi that maybe are a, a cause of you know problems for people and then uh harriet came on the next week and she said i don't think it's the fragments that you know are necessarily the issue and uh i just got an email from richie shoemaker dr shoemaker and you know now they're looking more at things like um the the actinomycetes and and some of the uh, bacterial issues, uh, you know, they're kind of changing focus from the fungi. So 10 years in counting, and we're still not sure what causes the health effects that we find people have living in water-damaged buildings. And that's been just fascinating to me over the years, John. Joe, if, if, if I might just, just add one thing. I think going back to Strifel, and one of the things that really ties all this together is when we were talking to Andy, one of the things he talked about was drones and the ability of being able to diagnose uh, this problem, uh, which was the laundry, and being able to utilize drones. And now I think, you know, in our industry, uh, you know, 10 years ago, no one would have even thought about it. And now, you know, you, you, know, you can buy them at, uh, you know, inexpensively. And, you know, they're used in restoration for, you know, looking at roofs, uh, you know, looking at the outsides of buildings and, uh, you know, diagnosing, you know, what's going on and, hospital ventilation systems from the outside so it's there's been a lot of changes over 10 years let's go to bob krell bob throw one out there buddy 
Hey, you know, so uh, again, congratulations on the 500. Um, wow, that went fast. We're old. <laughs> yeah. um, I guess the question I have to ask, you know, first thing is, um, why did you start IAQ Radio? You know, here, here we are at your epic 500 episode. You know, what, what prompted you guys to uh, jump in, you know, into this uh, uh, media arena? Cliff, you want to take that? I, I, I can. Uh, I happen to have been listening. There, there's a, a fellow by the name of Ron Morris uh, in Pittsburgh, and he, w- he had a television, or I'm sorry, a radio show called The American Entrepreneur. And I used to listen to it every Saturday when I was driving my dad to religious services that happened to be on the radio, and my dad and I would listen to it. And uh, he talked about investing in a company called TalkShoe, which would enable anyone to do a, uh, a podcast. And at that time, there was no immediacy towards information within the industry. It was all print. And it was all about 90 days old. So something would happen in the industry and it would come to print about 90 days later. And I just thought that it, that was just too, you know, it just took too much time to get important information, you know, out to the public. So, you know, I talked to Joe and, uh, you know, 10 years later, I mean, talk show ended up being the technology that, that we used to, to do the show for, what I guess over nine years anyway, and then you know you know we kind of switched to newer, better technology. Yeah, we just switched over. Talkshoe was bought out. For those that aren't aware, I don't know that we ever really talked much about this, and you know it's been it was a bit painful um, when they were bought out by another company. I guess it's freeconferencecall dot com or whomever owns that, and it, it's like when um, John could John Donnie probably could. Uh, uh, understand better than many what, what I'm going to say here. When when I, IICRC decided to get rid of their uh, management company for many, many years, Tom Hill and his group changed management companies, I should say, and then eventually went to self-management. Uh, they tried to switch computers and the database and all um, and move it over to Las Vegas. And whenever you take a, an old computer database and program that's been patched together over, you know, 15, 20 years and try and move it somewhere. And you make one little update to one program and it breaks everything around it. Um, I think that's what the new owners of TalkShoe went through. And in fact, to this day, we have trouble uploading shows to to the uh, TalkShoe uh, website, which is why we moved over to Podbean and of course to the Zoom shows plus zoom gave us the ability to do both audio and video i think cliff was a little leery at first about the video side of things but uh it seems to be working out pretty well cliff well i just have to shave and and wear clothes for the show so it's like actually just shirts you you still can go pantsless (laughs) yeah my my mom always said i had a face for radio so (laughs) i was off you and me both, but I, you know, it is a lot more work. And I think that was another one of your concerns. And I, I agree. It's a lot more work to do an audio and video show. Um, we have to put together a lot of times PowerPoints for the guests. This is a little easier today when we just have a conversation like this, but uh, it's a little bit more work. It takes a little more. Um, and you know, the, the needs are a little more, you've got to have a little more computing power and, and, you know, we, 
we'd be lost without John here, our engineer, but um, we've made it work. So uh, I'm pretty happy with what we've been able to do so far, and I think there's a lot of things we can do, and uh, hopefully we'll work with you, Bob, in the future on making this a little better. I know you do a lot of this um, this type of medium, and, uh, you know, you've got your nice studio there, and we'll, we'll keep working on getting to that point. <laughs> John Lapoter, jump in here, please. Yeah, I'd like to hear the lighter side. I mean, we're all in positions where we do a lot of interviews. We meet a lot of interesting people. So I'm curious to see who was your toughest interview. I mean, we've got these guys sometimes we try to talk to, and you just can't get anything out of them other than a yes or a no. They don't elaborate. So who was your toughest interview? Wow, that's a good question, John. I've got to say toughest, not not in that he didn't want to talk much. It's just toughest in that I had to do a lot of uh, background work and research and and reading. And then, you know, you read his work and you've got to look at, you know, four other things to kind of help you figure it out. And that's Richie Shoemaker and and the work that he's done. In fact, he just sent me, and hopefully this will be coming out soon. He wrote a book to actually try and help explain some of the terminology with the RNA and the DNA and all the genes and the, uh, the, the brain waves they're looking at now and all that. I mean, that, that has been really tough. Just trying to, trying to get that distilled down to the point where we can get the information he has and, and present it in a way that people can, you know, can grasp it. And I think we've done okay on that. Um, you know, we could probably do a little better, but, he was really uh, tough to tough to bring down to that level where I think everybody can understand what he was talking about. Cliff? Yeah, well, I, I think with Richie, he also talks very, very quickly as well. And I had difficulty, you know, trying to keep track of everything he said and, you know, taking notes as we went along. But, uh, John, I, I think, I honestly, I don't know the answer, but I can tell you two ways we can get there. If we looked at the time of all of our shows – Whatever the shortest show was, that was most likely uh, <laughs> the hardest interview. And then we never repeated it, so we never had him back, you know, if we were just getting yes or no answers. You know, to me, I think some of the most difficult shows were really the international shows, you know, where we had someone from a foreign country uh, who was not a good speaker. And we probably had more issues with Asians than we had with Europeans, you know, in, in terms of those shows, but um, th- th- they were probably the hardest because it's, you know, it's just difficult to process. What was your, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, the other time I would say, and it, and it wasn't a guest, it was the technology, you know, this technology over the last 10 years has, has come a long way. Um, you know, we, I talked about the problems we've had with talk show here recently and it caused us to move over, but this new zoom platform that we're using is just fantastic. You know, I mean, there were days when I remember we couldn't get on talk show and we were trying and, you know, it's 1157 and we're signing in and that really, you know, that really caused some, some angst on my part um, and, and John here as well, you know, and then, you know, we'd be in the middle of a show and, and suddenly talk, she would just drop us or maybe my internet would drop or, or something like that. That could be very frustrating as well. But um, over the last, you know, since we started with zoom, um, a lot of those problems have gone away and this is, seems to be working pretty well for us. 
you know, there was one show, Joe, and I think that you'll remember it because you were probably as angry and as embarrassed as I was when uh, we had a show and someone actually uh, went on and started putting all sorts of profanity uh, yeah. in, in the chat. And we got so mad. Joe, Joe and I were, were so mad that we wanted to find out who did this. And my son, and you know, who, you know, it's a techie. And at the time, uh, you know, is working with Google and so on. And so we ended up tracing this to some coffee shop, you know, in Europe, you know, the person that, that actually did, and they just kind of came on by accident. You know, they never kind of came on again, but, uh, you know, that was one that, uh, I, I still remember and get angry. <laughs> That was a tough one. Yeah. And uh, well, go ahead. You guys jump jump in anytime. Pete, what about you, Pete Consigli? We've got you on uh, on the phone, but not on the not on the video here. But uh, jump in here, will you? Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay, Joe. Sound great. Yeah. So uh, I got a couple of questions. I um I remember when I had a conversation with Cliff over ten years ago, and he said to me, he goes, Pete, we we got something really, really big and new and cutting edge that we're on to. And he asked me if I had ever heard of a podcast and he might have been, he could have been talking Chinese to me because I didn't know what a podcast was. And uh, anyway, he said, yeah, there's this thing called talk show and you got to go to their website and uh, we're going to be doing this thing. That's really going to set the industry, you know, on its year. And, and then that was it in the, in the early stages of IAQ radio, you know, Cliff has always been a, an innovator and a pioneer and always push the envelope and introduce new things to the industry. You know, traditionally the things that he always introduced had, you know, to do with the cleaning and restoration processes. And then he kind of moved into this information age. I, um, I think that uh, the question that I have is, there's a couple is, first of all, what led to the show being named IAQ radio versus, you know, cleaning and restoration radio, which is, you know, kind of close background. And I don't know if it's ever been shared as to, um, you know, how did the Z-Man and Radio Joe become partners on this show? What, what, what was the genesis of that? You know, why isn't it, uh, you know, Radio Steve or Radio, you know, Arlene? <laughs> you know, versus Radio Joe. So I'd be, I'd be interested in that. Cliff, you want to run with that one? Okay. Um, I, I guess in terms of, you know, how, you know, Joe and I first met, um, he was teaching a, uh, a mold remediation class uh, in Duquesne, Pennsylvania, it, you know, at his old office with his old partners. And I went and I took the class and uh, I, you know, I met Joe and I met, met Danny. And the reason I took the class is that different organizations, you know, were offering certification training and um I just thought that, you know, it was necessary to, you know, to have the training. So, you know, Joe and I uh, met. Uh, I, this was kind of when IICRC was starting to do their mold remediation training as well, because I'd taken a course there uh, as well. And I, it, it just, so, you know, we met um, at that time. Uh, I think Joe was really focused on uh, getting out of safety which the company was doing a lot of safety training and, you know, he was kind of fascinated by the mold side of it. And I was, you know, kind of fascinated by the mold side of it. And for me, there were some economic reasons 
Um, I felt that uh, as a provider of, of products and services and training in the industry that uh, we needed a platform for every certification organization that was involved. So the IICRC one, you know, would not be a problem because we were already trainers for that. But, you know, I was looking for, you know, something that, you know, you know with now, which what's called, I guess, ACAC, you know, to, to get involved with, uh, with their program. And it, it looked, you know, Joe and I were kind of, uh, you know, wanted to get more involved. And I think his partners wanted to get less involved. So, uh, essentially, Joe and I bought out, uh, you know, the other partners. And uh, then, you know, as far as IAQ Radio went, uh, it, I think it was a natural. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, I think restoration really is uh, about, you know, what's going on uh, really under roof, you know, when, when you think about it. You know, if you think about the roof of the building and everything underneath, I think both IAQ and restoration is really involved with that. And it just seemed IAQ was the, you know, the buzzword at that particular point. And, uh, you know, so we kind of kept it because, you know, that became the brand. I think sometimes indoor environmental quality, you know, it, you know, may be a better name and more inclusive. But, you know, once you build the brand, you know, Chevrolet's not changing their name after, you know, 90 some years. So, you know, we're kind of in the same position. And we I also want to mention we were IAQA, Indoor Air Quality Association, um, approved training provider when Cliff and I met, and IAQA has been a sponsor as well. I think I may have left them out for you know, quite a few years now. They've been one of our association sponsors, and we, we really appreciate that. We continue to do work with the Indoor Air Quality Association, and we've covered them over the years. We had John on actually our last show as the president of the Indoor Air Quality Association. So, uh, you know, we, we and I, it's been a tough challenge. You know, do we stay with IAQA approved training provider? And then as Cliff said, we prepare people for the ACAC certification, which is a, a true third party certification, you know, or uh, do we make a little more money and do the IICRC route and certify people when we just don't believe in that? And uh, we've, we've stuck with the IAQA over the years and, and prepared people for the ACAC uh, certifications. And, uh, you know, not that they don't have their own issues. Uh, you know, ACAC has their own issues, but it is a true third-party certification. They've got their uh, approval from or their, their I don't know what they call it, but um, – you know, they're, they're third party accredited through some of the certifying organizations out there. And, uh, you know, we've, we've continued to run with it over the years. So it's, you know, I guess that's the answer. Um, who haven't I brought on yet? Let's see. I got, I think I got everybody. Let's go back to John. Hey, Joe, hey, Joe hold on before you move to John. I, I kind of had a little bit of a follow-up. Two things, and think about it. And if you guys don't want to answer them now, maybe you can do it during the roundup. So here's my question really for both of you, but maybe more for Cliff, you know, the IQA radio is, you guys have really kind of been cutting edge from the very beginning to the evolution, to the way the cleaning restoration, you know, the global aspect has kind of come as you evolved over the last 10 years. What do you see going on and where do you see the show going, you know, in the next two to three years? Or, you know, what, what do you see really the life of the show? Where do you see it going? And then the other thing, Joe, and this is specifically for you, 
of all the shows and interviews you've done, which is your most favorite one? Now, the reason I didn't ask Cliff that is because in the past, Cliff has actually shared his favorite show. And uh, maybe that could be a trivia question, Cliff, because I, I know which one it, one it was. Right. I'm not sure whether it's changing or not, but it was one of my favorite interviews that you ever did also. So anyway, that's my follow-up. Turn it back to you, Joe. Well, as far as where, where I see this headed, um, I, I suspect in the future we'll be more aligned with groups like the Sloan Foundation and, and maybe others. Um, you know, I've talked to people like even EPA, the Environmental Protection, uh, you know, EPA and, and Sloan and, and maybe some others will hopefully – uh, see the value in, in helping IAQ Radio be able to do a little bit more. Um, like I said, we're going to be at the opening of the um, Chemistry of the Indoor Environment, and Sloan has been really nice in you know helping us with that and making sure that you know our expenses are covered and that uh, we'll make a little bit of money on it. But I, I see it that way. Pete is more aligned with the um, not-for-profits and the. Uh, the, the associations like Sloan and Heinz Foundation and others, I think maybe that will be how things go in the future. Um, but we'll see. You know, it, it's really tough because it, it, as anybody that's done this knows, it's, it's not a moneymaker. You know, I mean, this is, you better either love what you do or you better find something else because you're not going to make a ton of money doing podcasts. All right, Bob, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, and, and actually publishing too. Um, and, and we're kind of, you know, we're a hybrid in that regard because, you know, we've been doing video media for, you know, seven, eight years um, with pri even prior to the magazine. And uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's tough when you, when you don't have a, a big bankroll behind you and, you know, like you guys, again, you know, you're, you're a self-financed organization for the most part, you have sponsors as are we, you know, uh, the healthy indoors, uh, uh, brand and everything is, you know, we're a small organization growing pains, of course. Um, you know, where's it going to go? I think, it, I, I think the whole global trend toward information, it has to go upward. Right. And we're, you know, the, uh, you know, readily accessible information, you know, both to the industry and, and the end consumers, the commercial and the residential consumers. I mean, I think that's really the place to be. And, uh, you know, we are all there. So it's, uh, I think that it'll be exciting times and I agree with you with the platform stuff. Um, you know, we started using zoom a couple of years ago too. And it's, um, it's, I, I think the technology caught up to the ideas. Susan Valenti and I years ago, 20 years ago, talked about having a, a digital publication and doing video stuff. And the Cape, you know, we had the ideas, but you couldn't do it then. Yep. 20 years ago that was, you know, now it's possible. It's feasible here. We, here, you know, we sit here today doing a live video broadcast without having to have a million dollars worth of hardware. You know, I was going to say, Pete, you know, the one thing that we, we have, you know, looking back on it, I'm not sure that, you know, I think we, we had a vision, but we weren't sure exactly what it was, you know, at the beginning, but looking back over 10 years and, and 500 shows, what we have is a factual oral account of important and historical events in the order in which they occurred. And I don't know that that was our intention, 
uh, at the beginning. But, you know, when you kind of look back over the 10 years, you know, it's what was going on in building science, what was going on in indoor air quality, what was going on in, in restoration, including, you know, political issues and financial issues and uh, governmental issues and all, all those other things. It's, and, uh, you know, it's all there and, you know, 500 episodes. So I don't know, I don't know anywhere else that it is. In, in, you know, in, available in the same way, in the same format. And, you know, as far as the blogging stuff, uh, you know, I kind of regret not having done that from the beginning because I think we probably have, I don't know, probably 300 plus blogs, something like that. And they're really uh, a compendium because, you know, what the blogs do is they've taken, you know, what was in the show, condensed it down in a pretty concise form and somebody within you know a couple of minutes can look at that and determine do i want to spend an hour listening to that show or or, or don't i and uh you know it's just nice that it's all archived and you know it's all available uh you know online and it's free the other thing i wanted to mention that is archived and we're going to go to um our halftime and thank our sponsors but i think one of the things i'm most proud of is having interviews, and, and I've got a list of them here, with 16 industry icons that are no longer with us. Um, and, and we're probably one of the few groups that have these folks um, on tape, some on video. Well, I don't know if we have any on video yet because um, we just started doing that about uh, five months, well, five shows ago, maybe six shows but if you look over this list of people that we've had over the years who are no longer with us, unfortunately, um, people like Mike O'Reilly, Lloyd Weaver, who is a disaster restoration pioneer, Phil McLaughlin and Bill Yobe, uh, Bob Baker. You know, we, we've got three shows with Bob Baker who's just, you know, you can't talk about the indoor air quality industry without talking about Bob Baker. Uh, Melinda Ballard, uh, Butch Carpenter, Craig Whitaker, who was uh, on the show with us a, a while back, now 2007, uh, Thad Goddish, who a lot of people may not know much about Thad Goddish, but back in the day, he was he was the guru for indoor air quality. He, he did a lot of, put a lot of stuff up on the internet out of Ball State. Of course, Marty King, who I know, you know, Pete, you've, you spoke so fondly of Marty over the years. Uh, Phil Moray, who was just you know, one of the early pioneers in the uh, indoor air quality world and the mold world, Larry Robertson, first IAQA president, uh, Paul Lorenzi, who, you know, was uh, one of the, I guess, the founders of the Delmhorst Instrument Company, and then uh, Jack Thrasher, one of my favorites and, and one of my favorite shows, actually, you mentioned that, and maybe not the favorite, but one of my favorites was with Brian Baker. Uh, a Canadian perspective on IEQ and HVAC. Brian was a, he listened to every show. We had him on the shows. Uh, he was just a, a great guy that was out in the field actually doing this work every day. He, he just soaked up information. He loved to learn new things and he loved to share that with people. And then of course, Kurt Bolden, who uh, many in the disaster restoration industry knows someone who did think outside of the box and, and, uh, you know, invented things and, and did a lot of training for people over the years. So it's just great to have these folks all, you know, archived. Um, anybody can listen at any time to some of the greats from the past in this industry. Let's uh, stop and thank our most important group of, uh, you know, people over the years, our sponsors. 
IAQ Radio would like to thank our association, <coughs> the Indoor Air Quality Association, a nonprofit multidisciplinary organization dedicated to promoting the exchange of indoor environmental information through education and research. Visit them at iaqa.org. Gray Wolf Sensing Solutions, who use advanced sensor software technology and embedded computers to provide superior environmental test instrumentation. Visit them, wolfsense.com. IAQ marquee sponsors are John Don Products, where restoration and abatement contractors shop. Visit them at johndon.com. That's J-O-N-D-O-N.com. Healthy Indoor Magazine, a free online digital magazine for industry professionals and consumers. Subscriptions are available at healthyindoors.com. Particles Plus, engineers and manufacturers feature rich particle counters, air quality monitoring, instrumentation, and vacuum pump technology. ParticlesPlus.com. Count on us. Okay, and uh, I want to add the Restoration Industry Association just came on last week, and uh, we're happy to have them on board as an association sponsor. So, uh, Cliff, I think maybe we'll... Let's go over to uh, John Lapoter. John, anything you'd like to add or any questions? We have a lot of, uh, lot of breaking news that's introduced on the show. Um, what are some of the most memorable things that uh, you guys can remember announcing, introducing via IAQ Radio? Hmm. Good question. Cliff, you have one off the top of your head? I, I think that um... – you know, in terms of, of announcing, you know, I, I think it, it's what people get fired up about, and you know what what they've gotten fired up about, and typically what we, we've announced as well. I think part of it was standards, particularly about uh, issues uh, over IICRC standard development process. Uh, there were people that weren't happy with it. And, uh, you know, we confronted it. We actually had both sides. I remember we had, uh, you know, kind of a, a point counterpoint. We had Carl Grimes. We did an interview with him because he was kind of protesting. And uh, we also had, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, was it Larry Cooper that we had or, or Howie yeah. or both that, that kind of had the uh, IICRC's position? So I think the standards – uh, you know, it, it was news within the industry. Uh, I, I also think that what got, you know, when you get in a restorer's, you know, when you interfere with their ability to make money and their ability, ability to call shots, I think they get upset. So I think that, uh, you know, the shows that we did uh, in regards to um, uh, third-party administration, you know, huge. Uh, people were really fired up about it. And, you know, we had a, a number of different shows and uh, people were very, very outspoken about it. Um, you know, I think also down in Florida with the uh, assignment of benefits, you know, same thing. People wanted to know what was going on with the, le- you know, what was going on with the legislation, uh, you know, in Florida, because it seems that while a lot of things started in California and then would move east, I think what's going on in Florida in terms of, you know, hurricane coverage, and uh, I think it's going to start in the east and it's going to move west. Yeah, I think that was the, uh, that was one of my follow-up questions, or what were some of the most controversial topics, and I think you've hit them. You've got the, the 
two sides of the licensing law, two sides of the AOB, two sides of the certification. Um, these are these are tough subjects. You know, as a IAQA president, it's always difficult for me because I've got people in, in our organization that you know fight vigorously on both sides of the fence. Um, but those are some pretty controversial topics. What 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 were your most controversial interviews, uh, Joe? Well, I'd have to say we, we, we've probably some of the licensing shows, I think, you know, the fact that states are trying to license what we do or what some people do. And, and I could never quite understand why mold was licensed and things like fire restoration or sewage cleanup uh, weren't important enough to license. That just never made sense to me or HVAC cleaning. I mean, you know, there's, there's some really important work that people do and, if it was, um, you know, if it was that much of a problem for consumers, then you would think we'd have some licensing on that or at least attempts at it. Um, I guess the other thing I want to say, the hurricane coverage, I think, has been something that we've been really good with um, and that we've been following that really closely. And then, and then the other thing is we didn't just drop it. You know, a lot of people come in, they talk about the hurricane on the first day that it happens, but then you know, they kind of go away and they don't come back. Well, we kept coming back and coming back and uh, we're still coming back and talking about the recovery from some of the hurricanes. Um, controversial, I think the biggest controversy I run into is those that, you know, kind of downplay the mold as not an issue and those that kind of um, make it into something more than what it is, um, you know, or, or the people claim they make it into something more than what it is. I think that's been something we've, we've been pretty good about. We brought on people like David Governo up in, in Boston and he, uh, you know, he would bring on an MD that didn't feel like it was as big of an issue. Uh, Hung Chung, we had him on Dr. Chung, you know, so we've tried to get people on both sides of the issue and those tend to get a little, uh, you know, we get a little feedback on those from people that aren't happy that we're bringing on certain people. I've had people actually, uh, quit getting our show announcements because they didn't like that we were bringing a certain guest back on, uh, you know, more than once. And so I think that's been kind of uh, interesting to watch. And uh, of course we, we were all over the IAQA ASHRAE um, joining together. We did a lot on that. And uh, I think that's still kind of working its way out and still kind of an interesting topic. Um, you know, and then of course, like Cliff said, the, the whole thing with the IICRC and bringing Carl on and talking about standards, those, those shows tend to get a lot of downloads too. You know, another thing that got a lot of activity and a lot of action uh, was uh, shows that we did uh, with RIA, uh, these Donnybrook shows over, yeah. uh, over uh, different technologies that were used for drying. And really that kind of stretched the limits because, you know, we had multiple people, what was it like six or eight, eight or 10 people on simultaneously. And, you know, this was with, you know, the delicate balance with talk shoe and so on and so forth, keeping our fingers crossed that, you know, that we'd be able to, you know, have a broadcast that day. But uh, I think those shows, I think might've been the highest in terms of, you know, the number of uh, people that actually downloaded it. No, you're right. And the other ones I've I've enjoyed, and it's hopefully it will be easier with the new format. Was being live on site, um, doing shows like at the Violand Executive Summit. I, that that was a lot of fun, and we had you know a lot of people around a table, and we were able to talk about in in the 
most recent years, we've kind of been bringing the young guns and the older guys in that talk about the things that are, you know, changing in the industry and how, how they're attacking different issues that come up like the assignment of benefits or the, you know, the third party administrator thing. That's been a huge issue. Uh, so it's, you know, it's been a lot of fun and, and, and I think we're going to do more of that. I'll be doing something live, like I mentioned before, from the Sloan event. I did cover the PM 2.5 and health event in uh, Washington, D.C. that EPA had at the National Academy of Sciences. I thought that was a, a great event, a great show that we did, but we couldn't do that one live. We also covered uh, when um, Rich Shaughnessy and uh, Sloan again did the research to practice event this year in Orlando. Actually, John, you were there with us. Uh, couldn't cover it live, but in fact, both Johns were there. Uh, could not cover that one live, but we did do a show right after that about the types of things people were talking about there. And I think bringing that new information to people about what's coming out, you know, people like uh, uh, James Scott, Dr. Scott, we had on who was talking about the microbiome and sampling dust and that, you know, we're going to eventually be able to take a sample of dust and find the microbiome from that indoor environment for, you know, less than what it costs to do a spore trap air sample, which gives you, you know, one tenth or one one hundredth of the information. So we're, we're going to continue to do that. Hey, Joe, I was just thinking, you know, this really isn't show 500. It's really 501. Okay. Because do you remember the show that vanished and went away? Because somebody forgot to turn on the recorder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's with us here. I know. We're not going to mention this thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Hey, hey Joe. We, we did hey, a show. Joe, the IICCRIA. Hey, yeah. Yep. Pete. Joe, remember that, that show that we did in Atlanta, the live show? We were talking about a live show in Atlantic City uh, after the Sandy Conference. And that's when Bob Crowley was the first time. I think that was the first time you ever streamed the show. I remember we had Tom Peter, and I don't remember who else. We had a couple guests, and Bob had had his big boom thing all all set up. Like, was that the first time you ever did any live streaming and even knew about that, what that was all about? Probably, Bob. Yeah, it was, that was 2012, right? Or yeah, right in Atlantic City. Hector Johanning and uh, mm -hmm. the group the had the bioaerosols conference. Are they still doing that, Bob? I don't no, it wasn't the bioaerosol. That that was the that was the thing on the Sandy. That was on the, yeah, the lessons learned from Hurricane Sandy. That was kind of a unique one-time one show. True. I think also I want to mention the, um, the Pittsburgh Protocol shows that we've done and then the, you know, going over some of the, the odor uh, investigation techniques with Cliff. And I also, I, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention some of the shows we did with Dr. Dietrich Wow, uh, who was our technical director for probably the first, seven years of our of our show and um if you you know i just felt like we had to get people to hear Dieter, and i wish we would have had wish we would have had this capability then uh Dieter since retired he's had some health issues so i don't know that we'll be able to get him back but let's let's play a quick clip of of dr wow one part per million is very easily defined two ways and easy to remember if you have 16 gallons, 16 gallons uh, of gin, and you put one drop of vermouth in it, and you stir it all up very nicely. Now you have, obviously, a very dry martini. 
And you have a scientific martini because it is a one part per million martini. No. That's that was our technical director. He had a way of bringing things back to booze. Uh, you know, uh, sixteen <laughs> gallons of gin and one drop of vermouth. You've got a one part per million martini. But if anybody's ever seen Dieter speak, uh, I urge people to go back and listen to the shows he did with us. Even you know, eight ten years ago, he was he was doing some really good industrial hygiene. Um, you know, if, if you're not real good with industrial hygiene, maybe you're more of a restoration guy or a building science guy, and you need that good industrial hygiene background, go back and listen to some of the shows we did with Dieter. We, uh, we really miss Dieter and uh, send out our best wishes to him here. Cliff, um, you know, Pete, I want to I go back to a question you asked a little earlier, um, and that was about my favorite show. And I, I thought a lot about this because um, John had sent some some uh, John John Donnie had sent some questions ahead of time, and I want to. People may not realize, but we had what, an MD on this show back. Um, I want to say this was probably within the first year. John Woulette, O E O U E L L E T T E, Doctor John Woulette, who was considered a pioneer. In the, in the field of doing indoor environmental assessments and tying that together with the medical, uh, medical perspective. He, he would actually go out and investigate some of his patients' homes. And I've got a short clip. I want to play a little bit on endotoxin with Dr. John Woulette. Can you talk a little bit about endotoxins and whether or not they play a role in allergic response? I never thought you'd ask. <laughs> um, everybody gets excited about mold because we can see that. What we don't see is the gram-negative bacteria. If we have a sewer backup, if we have a wet carpet, if we have a dog that drags his butts and butt <laughs> and gets the gram-negative material all over that, we are going to grow. We're going to grow the uh, gram-negative bacteria. Now, when you start thinking about microorganisms, uh, we start thinking about weapons of mass destruction. Every particular organism out there has their weapons of mass destruction. So the endotoxin is going to be trying to fend off the molds. The molds are going to try to fend off them. So everyone can produce these toxins so that they can have their place uh, on the map. Well, the gram-negative bacteria produce endotoxin, and that's a, a large molecule that if I'll tell our people listening, if you go into a wet, damp house or one with a sewer, or you don't even need a sewer backup to get that, and then all of a sudden you get flu-like symptoms, you get headache, you feel just terrible, you feel rotten, and you're, you'll get inflammation of the airway, you get a stuffy nose, post-nasal drainage, cough. Those are the classic symptoms that one gets uh, from that toxic product produced by endotoxin. You know, this was, what, you know, eight years ago, nine years ago, we had Dr. Ouellette on, and he was talking about endotoxin, and then he talked a little bit about actinomycetes. And, you know, when everybody else was focused on mold, uh, he was still saying, you know, we got to look at these other issues as well. And, and now it's kind of come full circle. We've had, uh, you know, like I was mentioning, I had uh, – 
email from Richie Shoemaker. He's, you know, he's back to looking at actin. He's always looked at it, but now they, they're looking at actinomycetes and, and they're looking at uh, gram negative bacteria and endotoxin. And it's still haven't quite figured out what it is uh, that causes people to be sick in these buildings, but fascinating stuff. We also, uh, I want to thank uh, Dr. Jay Portnoy, who's been on the show, the guys from Children's Mercy, Kevin Kennedy, Luke Gard, uh, the, the fantastic work they're doing. So I, I could go on forever over these guys, but let's go over to uh, John. You still had a couple of John Donnie. You had a couple more questions on there. Yeah, I was, I was muted. They must have, uh, I apologize. They muted me because my phone kept going off and it just did again. Uh, well, I, I guess since we're near the end of the show, this is more of a personal uh, question. And it's for each of you. Uh, Joe, what, tell us something about Cliff that we don't know that uh, we should know. And Cliff, uh, you get to return the favor by telling us something about Joe that uh, maybe we don't know and we should know. Okay. All right. I'll start out. Um, I've got two. One, you know, a lot of people are familiar with the fact that Cliff has been very successful in business. He's, you know, he sold one of his companies there and uh, has been very successful. But the man continues to work as if, you know, um, there's no tomorrow. I mean, he's a hardworking guy that just doesn't stop and uh, continues to start new companies. He's, you know, the oldest one on this panel right now, but he continues to go at it and uh, never stops and uh, is a hardworking guy. He does, doesn't take too many breaks, too many vacations. Um, he's got three or four companies going right now, and he's just a, a been a real hard worker and a, and a great partner to, to, uh, to work with. The other thing I don't know, I, I think some people know, but Cliff's a, a former Marine. Uh, I don't think everybody knows that. Uh, I can't. I don't know what years were you in the in the Marines, Cliff? 1970 to 1972. But fortunately, I didn't shoot at anybody, and nobody shot at me. <laughs> but then there was the day that the 45 went off accidentally. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> uh, I mean, what? And when did Vietnam end? Like 70? It's like 73, 74 around there okay okay so you know that was when things were winding down uh him and my our uh, other buddy danny special forces hunt i've got to always recommend uh, uh, say a shout out to danny but uh those are the two things i don't all other people realize you know i, I think you know about joe i, I think there, there, there there's two things number one he cares uh, in my opinion, too much, <laughs> oftentimes about too many, because I think politically we're, you know, we're on opposite sides of the spectrum. And I don't know how many of you remember, go back to uh, 10 years ago when they had kind of Hannity and Combs and, and Joe and I were very much like that uh, politically. But I, I do think he has a big heart and, uh, you know, he, he wants to, to take care of everyone. I think the second thing is he's really a sponge, particularly with issues uh, related to building science. And I think that uh, you know, he's an excellent, excellent building science practitioner. And I think a lot of people probably don't know that. But uh, if I had a problem in my house, he's the first person I'd call. Well, thank you, Cliff. Uh, all right, gentlemen, we're kind of toward the end here. Throw out a final thought or final question. Let's go around the horn. Pete, let's start with you. 
Well, I uh, I don't know. I have a question. I I think uh, so. Cliff is uh, is your favorite interview still the one with Paul Blackburn? Yeah, it still is. But but the thing is, uh, my second was the Pete Consigli conversation series. So that's uh, you're in the running because I thought those were <laughs> well, you know, that that uh, well, you actually had disclosed the thing about Paul before we did the series. But you know the series. That was kind of unusual because it was the first time we did a two-hour show at an intermission, and then we had to do a, a part three follow-up. And, and before Donnie gets to make some smart-ass remark <laughs> about that, I, 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 I really think he was very surprised. And laugh at you, don't tell me that you're not smiling. Are you too proud? <laughs> I, 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 I had my mouth open, Pete. Yeah, I, I think you did. But the, the one thing that you didn't mention when you guys were reflecting back, actually, there were two things. One is... I think that probably one of the most cutting-edge things that this show ever did in the very early years was the show when you actually announced the rebrand of RAA from ASCR. It was really, in my mind, it was, it was the early DNA of the show that gave it that kind of 60 minutes kind of feel of all the breaking news that you did. And, uh, I mean, that, that was, it was a complete shocker to the industry because they held that entire process very close to the vest, and, and as we well know, it was very controversial, a lot of fallout. The other show, Joe, and I'm surprised that you didn't mention it, the things that were very controversial was the aftermath of the consolidation between IAQA, the Indoor Air Council, which became ACAC, and then the IESO. Because, you know, and you talked about Bob Baker and Tommy Yacobellis and all the guys that were involved in that whole thing, and then the subsequent kind of buyer's remorse and falling out of that, um, which is some of the same issues I think this whole uh, ASHRAE IEQA kind of thing was done. I, I very specifically remember there were a number of shows on that. So uh, now those are some of the kind of things that, that, I, that I recall. And, um, but, you know, look, you guys have done a fantastic job. I'm not so sure that the industry recognizes the power of, the archives of the information like Cliff talked about, the sequential order of the time frame. You know, it's it's, it's really kind of like the industry, you know, the IQA Google, if you would, is go to IQ Radio. I'm not so sure that people recognize and understand uh, how much information is there. The blogs have been unbelievable. I love the idea, Cliff, maybe when you guys do some of those Flashback Fridays, if you go back and do some of the early shows, we didn't have a blog like you did with Major Long and then print a blog on some of those those early shows where we didn't do a blog, I think that, that'd be something that would really be fantastic to to think about because it'll add more information and capture some of that old information, which may be new again. So anyway, but uh, good luck in the future, guys. I've enjoyed, you know, my role in the show. I'm very happy to hear REA has finally came on as a sponsor to the show. Um, and uh, anyway... Uh, here's to the next uh, next decade. Okay. Thanks for your support over the years, Pete. The Consigli Chronicles. That was a you know what? That's a show. Anybody in the restoration industry, a series of shows. Um, Cliff, we got to put that in the blog. That people should go back if you want to know where this where the restoration industry came from to get to the point where it's at today. You, you've got to listen to uh, the the Consigli Chronicles on that. He uh, he's just the the historian for the industry, and uh, we appreciate having you with us. Let's let uh, Bob Krell go ahead. Bob, any final thoughts, questions? Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, a quick question and a, a final thought too. I'll, I'll ask the question first though. Well, actually, I'll give you the final thought first and then I'll ask the question. Because, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think you guys have really pioneered a lot for this industry, you know, and again, congratulations. And, uh, you know, I, I think the whole industry appreciates what you've done. Uh, looking forward to, you know, continued working together on stuff in between publication and stuff. We've always kept, uh, you know, since from our onset with Healthy Indoors, or almost from the beginning, we've had uh, the IQ radio show as part of the digital feature. We do have to do an upgrade, by the way. Now that you have video, we need to get your video archive going in there. So yes, look, for, look for that in the, in the April issue. We actually will do that. Um, but, you know, de definitely looking uh, to collaborate more and do more things. To, again, I think we have the same goal of getting information out there, you know, out, out to the industry. So that's, that's a great thing. So here's the question. What's next for you guys? Where, what, where, where do you see this going? You know, where do you want to see it go? And uh, that's, that's a real loaded question, right? Well, I'll say. <laughs> I know. First, that's I want to hour now. John, you've got, or um, Bob, you've kind of filled a, a niche that the old indoor environment connections had for many years. And we did have a lot of shows where we brought Glenn Feldman on and, and um, his, his magazine is another great archive of, of, you know, the indoor air quality world and uh, the history of it. Um, so it's, it's great that you've been able to fill that, that void. You know, I, I don't know where we're headed. I mean, we just kind of get up and, and put our one foot in front of the other. I know this, I'm off next week. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a damn thing on this show next week. <laughs> that's, the, that's the immediate future. That's, that's, the immediate that's as far ahead future. as you want to see, right? As far as that as I can see right now. I mean, it's just, it's a lot of work getting this together. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate all the help we get from, from different sources. But, uh, you know, I think we're kind of in the future right now, Bob. We're, you know, we, I've wanted to go to audio and video for a long time. We kind of shied away for many years because we didn't think that we could do it justice. Um, not just us, but the, the technology wasn't quite where we wanted it. And, um, now I think it is. And so I think you're going to see a lot more of this, um, a lot more of the audio and video. Uh, I think, um, we'll be, we'll be following more specific, um, trends i guess like like uh you know following things like you know what we'll continue to follow things like what's ria doing what's the indoor air quality association doing what's iicrc doing but also what are other groups doing um we've done a lot more recently with the home performance world um and that has been just tremendous and i i think you'll see us doing a lot more of that as well because i think the home performance guys they used to have their own little energy niche and, and insulation and now they're they're branching out into the indoor air quality world, and um, I think as a result we've got to cover that. And they bring a lot to the table. I mean, those guys have been working on the built environment for many many years. They know what mistakes were made. They know what things need to be fixed. They know uh, to some degree that what they do can help people have a, a healthier, uh, better performing indoor environment. So I think we'll be doing more of that. Cliff. Okay, well, Pete and I took a tour to Italy. Actually, we went there twice through RIA, and there was a restaurant there that the name of the restaurant was It Is What It Is. And <laughs> how they got the name of the restaurant is that they would only have one thing for lunch. It was what he made. You had it or you didn't have it. So I think, number one, the show is is what it is. Uh, then, you know, what will be will be. I mean, I'm not sure exactly – 
you know, what's going to happen really in the future. But I, I think the one thing that um, I would like to, to, to see more of is preservation. I'm very, very concerned about how much uh, t- information technology uh, has been lost in, in, the, in fire restoration. And maybe we can begin to preserve some of that with, you know, some hands-on video, you know, shorts, you know, five, 10 minutes, how you do this, how you do that. Because in all honesty, from talking to people, they no longer know how to do it. So uh, I think we may be doing some of that. Great, great points. Um, let's go to, let's see who we have. John Lapoterre. Final thoughts, questions. Well, uh, this has been a, a wonderful roller coaster to be a, a part of. Uh, I can still remember my first introduction to Cliff close to 20 years ago, and then meeting Joe with my, my first training to be a CIEC in the early 2000s. It just seems like we've, we've come a long way. I come from um, the home building side, and I actually met Cliff as a home builder. And then the two of you guys have actually helped me transition my knowledge of building science and building performance into the consultant I am today. Uh, Cliff literally just a few weeks ago helped Lydia and I with a home builder that had an ammonia odor throughout the house. I called Cliff. I said, how do I get rid of this ammonia odor? And he immediately says, you need this chemical. They use it to get ammonia out of fish tanks hang them all over the house and you'll fix your problem. I was able to source it. And as always with Cliff's answers, it was spot on and uh, the, the problem went away. That's been the kind of mentoring I've had very, been very fortunate to have over the last 20 years. So to be on the radio show with you guys, um, I'm, I'm proud to be here with you guys and I, I'm happy to see where you guys have come with it. I, I'm excited to be here for the 500th show. And I, I hope I'm here for the next 100. Congratulations, John. If, if if I could if I could respond to that, you know, I I appreciate your your comments. And uh, sometime after I I met you, I realized that you were a rising star, and you know you've risen, you know, and now you're a star. And uh, I'm very proud of what you and your wife have accomplished, uh, per, you know, personally and professionally. So. I appreciate that very much. That's a great relationship. Uh, and, uh, you know, I love your wife, man. Uh, she's just the best. <laughs> I love she she's the best. All right, John Donnie, final thoughts, questions, or did I already go there? I, I'm, I'm losing track, John. There's too <laughs> many of us. I, I still have uh, final thoughts. I kind of asked my final question, but final thoughts. Like John, I uh, really appreciate that uh, you decided to have me on the show. And, it's actually been beneficial to me in ways that I didn't expect going in. I, this is a show about you guys, not about me, but as I've been sitting here listening to the different comments and, and perspectives, including consigly talking about a lot of the shows and the need and, and, and Cliff, you also talking about the need to have a record to, to, to remember the past, remember where we've been in order to know where we're going. Uh, and, and this is a little bit self-serving related to that. And that is as my, as part of my role as the executive director of Siri, I'm thinking that perhaps we can find a way to, uh, work with you guys and helping to communicate 
that information that you've collected over the years and the shows may be cross-linking or something along those lines so that because this is great information for the audience uh, the, the met what the membership of Siri as well and and some of them have it a lot of them don't but uh, but they need it and uh, it's 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 really it's ideal it's a different format than you know a peer-reviewed blind double blind study uh, but you know the people you've had on this show uh, have all been involved in that sort of thing and uh, you guys have, have gained so much information uh, and, and, and restore, you have a storage of, of so much good information that I really want to uh, uh, explore ways that we can work together and making sure that this information is available uh, to as many people as possible. But thank you. Thank you. We're going to keep it free. Um, you know, maybe we'll go to something where we have, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, Cliff, maybe we'll, we'll go to something where we have a, another level, but uh, it's always important to keep this information out there and free for people. Um, and we couldn't do that without our sponsors. So I just thought I'd mention again before we go, um, thank you. Thank you so much to the, the people out there that have, you know, stuck behind us um, through thick and thin. Um, here's a list of them up on there now. we got, uh, you know, a great group of sponsors over the years. Um, and we appreciate your support. So this is uh, Radio Joe Hughes saying thanks to our growing group of loyal listeners. It's It's been tough getting people to move over to, to the YouTube and the Podbean and uh, get away from the talk shoe thing. I mean, think people were so used to just getting an automatic talk shoe download over the years. And hopefully they'll get their act together back together here. And, you know, we'll, we'll continue to try and put shows up on there. But I also want to thank my co-host, the Z-Man, Cliff Zlotnick. Uh, as always, it's been a pleasure working with you over the last, going on 12 years or more, actually, um, since we started working together with IAQ Training. Um, at the controls, John, you got to have faith. And uh, thank you, gentlemen, for joining us today. It's been really nice to go back through the shows and, and talk a little bit about where we have come from and where we're headed. Um, we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, and by the way, in two weeks, we're going to do another one of those home performance shows. We're going to have Nate Adams on. Um, he may not know that yet, but we'll, 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 <laughs> I did talk to him a little bit. We're going to do part two with Nate. Um, he's going to talk a little more about home performance and we're going to go into the HVAC systems and we're going to keep plugging away here, folks. So we'll be back in two Fridays with the next episode of IAQ radio. For IAQ Radio, I'm Spike Reed saying thanks for listening. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.